0: We are Centrepoint Church. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Odeon Cinema in Guildford, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning. So my name's Johnny and uh, I'm part of the Eldership team here at Centrepoint Church. And uh, married to Nicola, who's been hosting us this morning. We have two kids uh, my eldest, Joey, absolutely loves Michael McIntyre, uh, and she does insist at the moment on Saturday night that she watches McIntyre. So she wants to watch McIntyre every Saturday night. <laughs> right. Well, I've got a question for you. I've got well, two. Qu- I've got a few questions for you this morning, and I want a little bit of participation. The first question is: What is the best unexpected gift? You have received at Christmas? Who wants to go? The best unexpected gift? Remote controlled helicopter. Nice, nice. Anyone else? Kitchen aid. Very good. (laughs) Very, oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Anyone else? I thought that would be you, (laughs) Fipsy. Okay, right. What about the worst unexpected Christmas gift you've received? Sweatbands. Sweatbands. A4 paper. What? A4 paper. paper. That is bad. (laughs) That is. There's no no way of dressing that up. (laughs) It's bad. I'll be honest, I don't really want to hear about your unexpected gifts. I just wanted to tell you mine. Um, So, my best unexpected gift was tickets to see taylor swift in her serious taylor swift in her world tour okay now it was an unexpected gift because actually it came from my my sister and um i don't know if you've got this in your family but you kind of get into a pattern of expectation of how much you would spend on each other and uh my sister just totally broke protocol and um she bought uh, me and Nicola tickets to see Taylor Swift. Now, I am a big Taylor Swift fan. I think that makes me a Swifty. Um, and I was absolutely delighted. Uh, my sister must have been chuffed as well, because uh, before Christmas Day, I was blaring out uh, her acclaimed album, 1989, which you all know. You know, Chris? Right. No? Taylor <laughs> <laughs> who? Derek, you, you know 1989, right? Word for word, that's right. Okay, so she must have been delighted when I was playing that and then received this unexpected gift. I didn't expect this from my sister. Now, the worst unexpected gift, and I want to set the scene for you a little bit. I'm in my uh, uh, Thunderbirds festive jumper. I'm also about six years old. Just to clarify this. And uh, I'm on my mum and dad's bed with my three sisters and we're opening our stockings. And I've got one of these long stockings that's uh, kind of really difficult to get stuff out. It's a real battle to get anything out of it. And I remember wrestling down to the bottom of my stocking and I pulled out a potato. <laughs> now, this is a sweet potato. I know... I know uh, aids like this are very important so you just got to imagine this is a King Edwards this is a big potato okay don't think about anything else and um, uh, <laughs> so I pull this out of my stocking and I am absolutely distraught okay because I I'm, I made the link between a potato and coal and I thought oh, okay this is judgment on my year's behaviour And all the things known about, all the bad things I've done that I've known about, all the things that no one knew about that I'd done, flashed before my eyes. And I thought, this was Santa judging me for my behaviour. And I was absolutely distraught. And it took my parents a while to coax me into going further down into the stocking uh, to bring out the actual reason for the present. Because at the bottom of my stocking was a Mr. Potato Headset that you applied to the potato to make a Mr. Potato Head. Okay, so Christmas was back on. <laughs> now, there's a little bit of a tenuous link here, but I'm going to link this to the, the Jews during the time um, anticipating the birth of Jesus. And actually, like me with my Mr. Potato Headset, I misunderstood what the gift was all about and the Jewish people at that time misunderstood what the gift of Jesus was all about. Now before you think I've been heretic, I'm not comparing Jesus to Mr. Potato Head, okay? (laughs) But I want to make this link. You see the Jews, they they were anticipating a Messiah who would come and overthrow the government. See they're they're experiencing years and years of oppression. And they're being marginalised. And they're just longing for someone to come and take over. Take over the government with all the military might and power. And establish them as a nation. And uh, they would have known um, Isaiah 9. This is a scripture that we read and cherish at Christmas. They would have been reading this. For to us a child is born... To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever. See, overthrowing the government was not the purpose for Jesus coming to earth. It wasn't the purpose behind Jesus leaving heaven, giving up his throne, God becoming flesh. We often sing, hail the incarnate deity. Jesus being born in the most humble of circumstances, born in a shed, born in a small town outside of Jerusalem. The purpose wasn't what the Jews were thinking, what the Jews expected. So what was the purpose of Jesus coming And why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do we celebrate this gift? There's a story in the New Testament, um, in one of the Gospels, Luke. um, And we're going to look at this. Now, this might not be your usual scripture to read at Christmas. But as we read it, we will see the reason for Jesus coming. So, Luke 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He is gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I want to repeat verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. See, Zacchaeus, unlike many of the Jews, actually saw Jesus for who he really is. He is the Son of God who gives life, gives hope, who brings freedom, who delivers us out of the things that trap us, who delivers us, out of the darkness that envelops us. The son of God who transforms lives, who just one encounter with can turn our whole life around. Zacchaeus knew Jesus as the son of God who picks you out from the crowd, who befriends you even though you have sinned and made mistakes, even though you've done things that you are ashamed of. He reaches out to you. He's the God who invites himself into your home. He invites himself around for Christmas dinner. He invades your life in the most amazing way and your whole outlook changes and you want to live for him and you want to live like him. We see Zacchaeus' response to meeting Jesus. Here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor and I'm going to pay back four times anyone I've cheated. I mean, if I was there and I was a bit of an opportunist, even if he hadn't cheated me, I might have been like, he cheated me four times the amount. Um, but it's an amazing turnaround. A tax collector who was all about greed, all about wealth, encountered Jesus and his whole outlook changed. His priorities all changed. The passage ends with that amazing statement that I r- repeated This is Jesus' manifesto, his mission statement. And this is is what Christmas is all about, right here in this statement. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is Jesus saying, I am the Son of God, and this is my intention. This is why I am here. This is why I have left heaven. This is why I came to earth. Jesus didn't come to overthrow governments, he came to serve, he came to seek out the lost, the broken, the hurting, and he came to give life and life to the full. I really love how Jesus said, I've come to seek, I've come to seek, I've come to find. You know, you might be feeling right now a little bit like Zacchaeus was in terms of the busyness of life. It can easily be easy to feel lost. And feel forgotten. And you can think that no one knows and understands what you're going through. What I love about this story is when all eyes are on Jesus. All eyes are on this business, this hecticness. People following Jesus. And yet Jesus looks up. When all eyes are looking this way. Jesus looks up and sees Zacchaeus in the tree. Who in that moment looks up? It's God who looks up. Because God knows everything about you. He knows your name. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're going through if it's mental health. He knows what you're going through if it's financial troubles. He knows what you're going through if it's health issues. He knows what you're going through if you're approaching Christmas right now. And and there's an empty chair because a loved one has passed away this year. He knows what you're going through. When all eyes are on the busyness, the hecticness, the the traditions of Christmas, who looks up? Jesus looks up. And I want you to take encouragement from this passage that Jesus knows what's going on in your life. And he calls you by name. You saw Zacchaeus up the tree and he called Zacchaeus, come down immediately. Take hope in this story that Jesus knows your name. So, question How do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus the way Zacchaeus sees Jesus? Or do you see Jesus as a baby in a manger that we celebrate every Christmas? Is that how you see Jesus? (coughs) I've got one more question for you. What is your favorite book? What's your favourite story? It might be a classic like Jane Eyre or To Kill a Mockingbird or it might be Lords of the Rings. Okay, now imagine, imagine you've never read that story and imagine that every year you pick up the book and you read the first chapter and you think, wow, what an amazing story. And then you close the book up, and then you put it, put it back on the shelf. And a year passes by, and you pick up that same book. You read the first chapter, and you think, wow, that's an amazing story. And then you close the book. And then another year passes, and you pick up that same book, and you read the first chapter, and you think, wow. That's an amazing story. I can't remember thinking that last year. (laughs) And you keep picking up that book and reading the first chapter, but never going beyond. Imagine if you're the author. Imagine if you're Tolkien or Charles Dickens or Jane Austen, and you're watching on, and you're watching them pick up this work of art and never reading beyond the first chapter You'd be tearing your, your hairs out, not your eyes out, hopefully. <laughs> tearing your hair out. But you'd be imploring them to read on. You'd be saying, read on, that's only the intro. You think that's great, read on. That's only the beginning. Now think about God, who is the author of this story. Watching you read the same small section over and over again, watching you only read the intro, the intro to this rescue mission. See, God's imploring you to read on. Read about my son. Read about how he left heaven for you. Read about how he pursued you. Read about how he took up the cross for you. How he took your place. Read about how he died for you. How he defeated death for you. Read about how he is preparing a place for you. Because if we only see Jesus as a baby each year, we haven't read the whole story. And we won't know how it relates to us. See, this story is about you. This story is about you. Of course, it's all about Jesus, but it relates to you. It's all about Jesus and God's pursuit of you. Jesus is God's perfect gift to us. He's a gift that we did not deserve, we didn't expect. Jesus is the fulfilment of everything the Jewish people needed, but they could not see it. And he is the fulfilment of everything you need. Are you willing to see it? Are you willing to turn the page? Are you willing to see Jesus beyond just being a baby at Christmas? And see him as the risen saviour who has made a way for you to have eternal life. I encourage you this Christmas to turn the page. To read a gospel this Christmas. And read it with the understanding that Jesus is alive today. That he's still moving in people's lives. That his church is growing. And that he is changing circumstances and he is giving hope to the hopeless. I have the band back up. Now it might be that actually you've come this morning and you don't have a Bible. We're really keen at Center Point that you leave here with a Bible. And we have lots of Bibles that we want to give away because we want you to read this story. We want you to read beyond Jesus just being a baby. We want you to read how Jesus has died for you because we believe that there is something more than this life and we believe that Jesus has made a way for us to enjoy eternal life and I just encourage you as we sing the next carol that you might want to respond and that response might be just to say yeah Jesus I want to see you beyond just being a baby at Christmas and I want you to call my name out I need you to call my name out I'm going through X, Y, and Z, and I need to know that you know my name. And I encourage you, as we sing this carol, just to make that prayer. And I know Jesus will respond, and he will reveal himself, and he will call you out of that tree, and call you by name, and call you into an amazing hope. Let's sing together. Thanks for listening. Please do come and visit us. Sundays, 10am at the Odeon Cinema in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.